When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where we're going to break down all things neon. We're talking about neon lights, neon paint, like a rave kind of paint, all yeah. that good stuff. Not your best work, but I can kind of see where you're going for there. So uh, neon, yeah, let's let's talk neon and how awesome it is to go to blacklight raves and see how gross everything looks. First off, this opening joke is hilarious, and everyone should respect it. But that's not actually what we're here to talk about. Definitely this not. is the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're going to talk about all things going on in Marvel. I'm Coach, and with me today is... Hey, it's Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Josh Kennedy from Facebook. We do have Ron joining us later for a review of What If. He did miss uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, so we wanted to get that stuff taken care of without spoiling it for him. Except and, uh, we still spoiled it a little bit. But it's okay. Yeah, you know, if we spoil it, we spoil it. But, you know, it is what it is. We did want to get him to jump in. Um, he had nothing interesting to say about Venom because he hadn't seen it. So yep. we'll see him later. But uh, let's just jump in, man. Venom vs. Carnage, it's exciting. Uh, if you guys haven't seen our spoiler-free review right out of the parking lot, um, go back, listen to that, watch the movie, and then come join us here because we're about to spoil Everything. the turd out of this movie here. Yep, I would no say doubt. crap, but uh, I didn't want to. All right, fair enough. It's better than other words you could have chosen. And, uh, yeah, I'm pumped to talk spoilers because it was really hard not to in the parking lot. Yes, yes. Spoiler it up. Um, this movie's doing well. If you guys haven't heard, it's made like $90 million, something good money. It's uh, obviously, like, it's just going to keep going more. I think the further more movies released, the more movies will make, especially this one because it's... Yeah, people are becoming more and more comfortable with uh, finally making their return to the movies. And... This movie went the same route as uh, Shang-Chi and does it, it didn't have an at-home release at all. It, they went straight to the movie theater. I think maybe they have some deal coming later in like a month or so. I don't know what the deal is with Sony, Marvel, how their whole thing kind of comes out in the wash. But right now, just in theaters. So if you want to see that movie, you got to go out and get your butt out of the house and go see it. Exactly. And, I guess, and, it's, a, and it's a relatively good movie and... There's yeah. the rumors that it's going to connect to the MCU, so that's always going to boost sales, all that stuff. So good for it, yes. uh, making money. Good for movie theaters in general, making money. Um, like I, yeah, said, I think we looking... want that to mm-hmm. continue to be part of culture. We both like going to movies. It was looking so. scary there for a minute, man. I was I was getting pretty uh, pretty bummed that they might just give up on theaters entirely because that's genuinely one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. So definitely glad about that. But uh, let's jump into this movie itself. Uh, we, we've kind of talked about it already. Uh, we know that I like it a little more than you. Yeah. Ha- having sat on it, have your feelings changed at all 
about this movie? Not really. I mean, I my initial reaction was I didn't think it was too harsh. I wasn't saying it was a bad movie. I said it was middle. If you don't love it, joking. you hate it. That's the internet, Josh. You just okay, got to yeah. see that. That's the thing is like I'm very much I like to sit on the fence with some things, and the internet isn't a big fan of that. They're like, you got to like it or you hate it. Exactly like you said, but suck it, guys. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was slightly better than okay. <clears throat> so. Which also means apparently I hate it. Probably it's probably yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it's perfect, it's just the devil. You don't give it at least a nine. You think it's the worst movie of all time? I I know what you mean. Facts. Um, So let's yeah. So we can get into spoilers. Let's do it. Let's just fully incorporate everything that's going on. Uh, Let's do what I like to do first all the time. All the relationships and all the characters. What was your favorite? What was your least favorite? Okay, so I. Found, obviously, the highlight relationship is Eddie and Venom because they are two separate beings sharing the same body. But I did enjoy the adversary relationship between Cletus Cassidy and Eddie Brock in the way that they kind of... They kind of leaned into the serial killer aspect of Cletus Cletus Cassidy that I really appreciated because that's a big thing in culture right now is serial killers and getting in the mind of that and all that good stuff. And they didn't go too graphic with it but the fact that they took that part of the character really embraced it in the live action and even made one of the major plot points the fact that he he hid the bodies and then eddie brock was trying to figure out where right. all these bodies and, and are cultures want to know more about yes. serial killers mm-hmm. um, we've always fascinated about it, so the movie did hit on that i agree i i like those two relationships like, like obviously the best one venom and eddie they're great that's if you take anything from these movies, they've nailed that, which is why I will always watch one they make if Tom Hardy's in it, because I think they've nailed that part. Yeah, so no, no matter doubt. what baseline, they're going to have that done every time, and I'm excited about it. Um, the one that I don't like, and you didn't give a don't like, I didn't care for the relationship between the Venom symbiote and the Carnage symbiote. It's kind of very boring. Yeah, I mean, there were, it, that's the thing is it wasn't really touched on. There was one scene where he called him, like, my father or something they, well, like that. Well, no, it was touched on, like, at least four scenes. Like, Carnage wanted Venom to be there, but didn't really explain oh, because why. because Carnage, yeah, Carnage saw, saw like, Venom as, like, a threat, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. But the actual, like, where they're both there kind of discussing with each other, that wasn't really a focus. Yeah, and it didn't, and it, it, Venom didn't seem to even care about the fact that it's, Another symbiote, or I don't know. So, is what it was. I didn't care for that one. Um, the Eddie and his ex girlfriend thing was okay. What's the stupid new boyfriend's name slash fiance now? Uh, D- Dave Dale. Dave, no one likes you, Dave or Dale. Dave. Whatever they say, it's the funniest line in the movie. <laughs> Venom tells him, "Just like no one likes you." <laughs> yeah, no one likes you, Dan. I'm gonna say Dan. Dan. If I, I'm I wrong, think Dan. Correct me. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, there's. That relationship was okay. It was enhanced by Venom's... How much Venom liked his ex-girlfriend was great. That yes, liked, that, that was very funny. That made those scenes okay. Otherwise, they were pretty brutal scenes that are not worth watching. So. Yeah, they, they, again, I'll touch on it again because I talked about it in our spoiler-free review, which, again, go watch if you haven't seen it yet. We uh, see the relationship there. The plot line wasn't the best. The story writing was kind of all over the place at points where I'm like, what are we doing here? Why are we spending 25 minutes with them having some like spouse domestic abuse to each other in the stupid apartment? Yeah. It's like, I get that we had 
to develop that relationship. And, I, and again, it's one of the highlights of the movie, but I think it was overdone a little because we didn't get to explore much else from that perspective. Hmm, okay, yeah, interesting. I don't have anything to say about it, but it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only other thing we want to touch on is the uh, the lady at the at the convenience store. Mrs. Chen. Mrs. Chen. I like that. Yeah, that I thought fun. that was interesting. Yeah, uh, shout out to the Detroit Lions and getting repped by Eddie Brock through the whole movie in his Letterman. That was pretty cool, even though the team's terrible. Well, I think that's almost part of the point. Eddie's yeah. kind of a loser. <laughs> hanging out with the Lions, you know? Yep, uh, <laughs> we did get, uh, of course, the beautiful cameo of Stanley on the cover of, I think it was a Daily Bugle issue, if I remember correctly, but something yeah. along yep. those lines. So it was cool to see him. I'm just touching on the convenience store a little bit. We get the obsession with chocolate, which, was that touchdown in the first movie? I don't really remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 okay, yeah. It, it, so, it, this, the whole part of the plot of this movie is the whole, like, Venom is hungry and he needs to eat. Um, yeah. And it kind of drives the first act. So, some good stuff going on there. Uh, what did we think of of the plot itself? The idea that there's... Because the movie focuses a lot on Cletus. It starts with, like, his little backstory... Yeah, um, I enjoyed that. I liked that part of it, to be honest with you. Um, the relationship with the girl was kind of wonky. I think they were trying to do their best to do a Joker, Harley Quinn, but it didn't work quite as well as that relationship does in comics and movies. But it was fine. It was a fun little origin story to see. I did really enjoy, I know this is you know, a little bit off topic, but how he got the symbiote of right. Carnage, the fact that he literally bit tom hardy and he kind of was like or eddie brock i suppose it's like oh hey that, i've tasted a lot of blood and that sir is not blood that is not blood yeah no i like the i like the the slow build of like it's eddie he's just there to you know record and to learn more about it is interesting that cletus cassidy kept asking for him i think that was kind of just embracing the was it the post-credit scene in the first one right I think, and he messes that whole thing up, and then he finally gets to come back and try again. I I don't fully get why he chose Eddie Brock. I guess it, it it's fine. It doesn't. It's not a super important plot point, but I I don't I don't think I fully understood that while watching it. Yeah, you're gonna choose somebody. You want your story out, and you want to yeah. leverage what you can to have a little bit of fun in your remaining days of life, I guess. And obviously, for the movie's sake. You have to have it be Eddie, so that way... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, they kind of touch on it, too, where he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I know you used to be a great writer, and now you're down on your luck. You're not, you don't have a lot going on for yourself right. type of deal, and that was fine. So, the whole mystery and the solving the mystery scene, it was all good, and it was a slow build up to, like you said, the bite, and then things, like, really They get ramped up, like, that. a lot. I think I liked the beginning the most in the movie, rather than any of the other stuff that kind of came after the the carnage breaking out of the jail scene was super violent and i kind of thought it was fun what did you think of that yeah so all i thought when i watched the movie was like yeah you guys made this pg-13 but would you really want any 10 year old watching this scene would you like you should have made it R. <laughs> like, a lot of murder <laughs> even though there wasn't blood there was still like heads getting bitten off like bodies just like drooping on the floor like people being choked it like, you didn't want kids to watch that anyway. You should just make it R. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, are, are there really that many kids that are big fans of Venom at this point? I, I know, know he was but... a big deal in the 90s, but most of the people that 
we're around the nineties are old enough to go see a rated R movie now. <laughs> I guess if you're connected to Spider Man, you gotta be PG thirteen. Yeah, but the scene was insane. And like you said, I think that scene was like to me the last like scene I really enjoyed. Because yeah. there's the the Venom and Brock kind of breakup in the the apartment was kind of funny. Um mm-hmm. a good little breakup scene, I thought. And then there's the weird Venom out on his own in the club scene, I guess, afterwards. Yeah, the rave. That was my uh, my one-word, non-spoiler spoiler. It was uh, it was something. Yeah, that scene was something. It was um, weird. Super yeah, weird. Once, it, once that happens and they Eddie and Venom break up and Carnage is just like out on a tear, but it's not clear what's happening. To, he's essentially like... It's the breakout, and then he steals a car, and he's kind of like, "All right, you know, I will help you track down Venom if you help me get uh, his girlfriend." Is her code name like? Shriek yeah, but or something I, you like know that. what I love about that scene is as soon as it's like, "Yeah, that sounds good," then for no reason, Carnage just grabs this truck and throws just it flips off the it. Yep, that was pretty funny. Just asked. I did like how they fully embrace the fact that it's a psychotic symbiote combined with a serial killer, and is like, yeah. That's the best part about Carnage as a character is he is chaotic evil to the max. There's no wishy-washy anti-hero stuff when it comes to that character. Yeah, he was just murking everything he saw. It was great. Um, then the, the, the you know, scene doesn't make any sense. That weird, like, he goes to the convenience store, kicks that kid in the head, and then just, like, Carnage is his way onto the internet to, like, learn all the secrets. Yeah, for no reason. He just stomps that dude's head in. I was like, all right. This is still a PG-13 movie, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand how Carnage has access to all the internet secrets, but that's fine. It's whatever. Um, and then the whole the plot starts to come back, and then you start to realize things are connecting because she got taken from him, and that's why he's so evil. But then, like, she got shot by this cop, and that's why her eye's missing. But that cop I almost born. forgot about the cop, and we just watched this movie earlier this week. I know. <laughs> it's like he's, he's important... Kind of. He's important adjacent. Yeah, he's adjacent to something that's happening, I guess. It definitely doesn't care. Um, it, it does become a big action end. piece. Carnage. Don't forget. I guess we're jumping around a little bit, but we do uh, get to see kind of a... There's I kind of touched on it in our spoiler-free review that where we could tell that there's going to be more movies in this Venom series because yeah. the cop does become... You had to look it up, and I actually never would have guessed it because i'm not well versed in the symbiote universe in the mcu but we, we're getting toxin, toxin which yeah. i do know that name because it's uh cons- widely considered to be the one of the more powerful symbiotes in the uh in the universe here yes so that this makes us think he's a poor and adjacent because they are setting him up for later but in this movie he's boring and lame yeah um, no doubt which is fine. Most of the stuff that's happening, there's a lot of big action. The breaking out of Scream was kind of a lame scene, to be honest. It, of all the scenes in this movie, that one was Yeah, lame. like, the fact that, like, she was being held in a... I did like that we finally got to see Ravencroft, because that's essentially yes. the Spider-Man equivalent to Arkham Asylum, and that makes it cool to me, because of being a big Batman fan, and the fact that, like, it's the prison where they keep all of the really heavy-duty mm-hmm. guys. Now... Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the Amazing Spider-Man Two where they kind of explored Ravencroft, or is that where uh, Michael Keaton's character ended up in Homecoming? He ended up in like a prison like yes, that. Yes, 
I believe it's. I don't know. I, Maybe I'm just. I think it was referenced in both of them. But Deep either way, right there. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I liked Ravencroft. I just the scene itself, I thought was like kind of like pretty boring. And then he does some weird fake poetry. Woody Harrelson does great, but man, he's like he's going ham, which is fine. Yeah, I don't think he, he was given enough. He's such a talented actor, and he played in Off the Hinges serial killer and i think it could have been bigger than it was i don't know something about the storytelling and the action in this movie i said it in the review i'm just i'm just not a big fan i think they could have done better with some hard-hitting actors like woody harrelson and tom hardy yeah i definitely think because this movie is relatively short like 90-ish minutes yeah really short um you're right it didn't give the i really the only thing i thought could have used more time is just letting woody harrelson be a serial killer Yes. Uh, he's great at it, and he's mm-hmm. super weird. Um, but maybe it's hard to do that and keep your PG-13. That's why they shouldn't have done the PG-13. Just do a rated R movie. God damn I suppose that's true. But So it felt like a lot of his scenes, he didn't get enough time to breathe and to really be as crazy as makes sense. Because then it leaned on the whole, like, well, I was abused as a kid. Well, no shit. Every time any of these movies has any killer, it's because you were abused that's- as a child. I did. That was one of my favorite things to look at in this movie, though, was the uh, the creepy like blood drawing where it showed his whole origin story, where he pushed his grandma down the stairs and killed his mom by throwing a hair dryer in the bathtub. And I think that's why they did it as a stupid cartoon, because they're like, we can't do these scenes and keep our PG-13 rating. So it was cool, though. I did enjoy how it looked. But I but it was cool. But I think it would have had, it's hard to argue, it, it probably would have had more impact if you just got to watch Woody Harrelson's face, because he could have... Well, yeah, but we only got to see him, scene. like, kill a couple people right. as a cartoon, when it's like, he's apparently a well-known, like, got he's got graves of people, just huge mass graves of people that he killed over the years and hid the bodies in the same spot. And we got to see the unraveling of yeah. that. And I guess obviously. if he's not going to stick around for more movies then you don't really need to spend more time with him. Well, the so. fact that we're this is the spoiler full episode, obviously he got his head bitten off at the end of the movie. So yeah. I think Carnage is officially retired. Though, because we're going to get, we're going to obviously way going to deep dive on this uh, multiverse scene at the end here. But I think we could have a different Carnage is we combine multiverses maybe. I mean they might keep Woody Harrelson and keep him put him into the MCU. We'll get to those implications a little bit later. I don't think they will. Uh, my guess is that they won't. I, my guess is that it was a one-time thing. It's always possible. My guess is that this was what it was, and that's why you don't have to spend as much time developing Woody Harrelson because you know you're gonna kill him off anyway. Um, and like I said, that scene was okay. The church fight scene. There's some things that happened that were cool, but the fighting itself was like okay. It's nice that they were different color, so you got to see a little bit yeah. more. Mm-hmm. But it it always just felt like Carnage was just beating on him. Yeah, the sense. wedding thing was interesting, where they like the gifts they wanted, where it's like I need yeah exactly Venom I to be there. Cool. Yeah, I mean it was it was fine the way they described it. Uh, the all black wedding gown was pretty classic for uh, this type of character, but mm-hmm. I, I did think it looked good. I overall the the church scene was okay. They did kind of rip off the uh, wedding bell thing from Spider Man Three, so that yeah. was a that was an interesting move. I think that was yeah definitely supposed to be like on purpose and like a, a little nod. Hopefully, I, I guess I don't know. It's also been in the comics before the the, yeah. the wedding bells separating the symbiote. Um, 
the Dale coming. There's like I said, there's parts that were cool in the scene. Uh, one thing I did think was cool in that scene and in particular is Carnage looked cool and intimidating and like. Yeah, wow. he had his like stabby tail type of deals. It, it, at first half a second, I was like, he kind of looks like he has octop Doc Ox uh, tentacles, but it was a little obviously a little different. Yeah. So at least I liked that. I liked how cool Carnage looked. Um, the fight scene was what it was. It didn't really. It was fine. Like sometimes it's so funny how like the scream, and like the sound, and the fluctuation of how effective it really is. But it was cool. The weird, and then came that weird end where like Carnage was as big as the whole church. What was that? Where did... I don't know, man. If you could do they, that the I, whole time. They took some. Uh, they took some liberties. That's for sure. I think they were just trying to move the story along. I, something about this. I don't know if it feels rushed or what happened with this movie, but just the fact that it was only 90 minutes, the fact that we got a PG-13 serial killer and just a lot of little things kind of added up to my overall eh, distaste for the movie, I guess. I'm okay with it, but there's a lot that could have been better. Yeah, and like I said, the nice thing, and we'll talk about this later because Venom is sticking around and Venom is going to get to experience the MCU, and we'll talk about that scene yeah, later. Yeah, is. The nice thing is, that's the thing that this movie gets right. So we can still be excited about Venom being in other things, even if the movie isn't great, because Venom's great. I think, yeah, let's let's just hop right into it. I think it's awesome, and we're going to get to see Venom get talent. Like, not that the guys that wrote this movie, they're probably also very talented, but the guys at the MCU are next level in the way they can tie in and make you care for characters. I just... I do really want to see how they're going to write Tom Hardy's Venom. Yeah, my hope is that they let Tom and whatever team was writing Venom be part of that process and let yeah, him be for that sure, same. Because they already started it with two movies, so that you should there should be some cohesiveness between the two. But I do also like the idea of him getting to experience things with other characters that he would never have gotten the opportunity to do if they kept going with this Sony only universe thing they've been talking about for years. Right. Yeah, um, as for the movie itself, like I said, it ends great. They beat Carnage. Nothing overly cool happens. There's not even a lot of change in the characters other than Eddie now super accepts Venom. Mm -hmm. And they're on the run. Okay. Maybe that's something that I I guess I didn't think of it. Like, there wasn't that much character development. That's, That's a fair point. I mean, those two embracing each other is obviously the main thing. But every other character... It's kind of the only thing, yeah. Yeah, mm. you could argue that's... that Goey's more accepting that his girlfriend's gone. Is he really like it? It didn't. Mm. Whatever. Yeah, it almost just sounded like mutual respect because we saved the world together. Thing, not that they any change happened other than except Eddie and Venom now feel more comfortable being as one. Eddie seems to accept that his life is no longer going to be a normal life, and that's what it is. All right, um, red water time. No, it's it's time for the uh, or the dessert, whatever you want to call it. We're jumping in now. We got to see the awesome scene. Unless you have post-credit scene, mid-credit scene, not a post-credit scene. So I went in there. So if you're watching, don't stick around too long. Also, if you're watching that and you have, it's fine. Don't. You should have already watched the movie before you listen to this. But that is true. Do what you want. Um, yeah, the setup I thought was cool. It became very obvious to me very quickly what was happening. Right when Venom's yep. like, "Oh, uh, I'll show you like a, about my planet." Hundreds and hundreds of years, or thousands and thousands of um, years as a symbiote. And I was kind of like. 
that's definitely not what this scene is. There's no way they're not doing the tie into Spider Man. Because it was a hundred percent that Venom was in Spider Man. I don't care what anyone said. I would bet my life on it that he was. So I was like hot. I was like I was a little thrown off. I was like, what is happening? Like this is definitely gonna be the Spider Man one because I had already Googled that there's not a post credit scene. So mm-hmm. I knew like it has to be this scene. What's happening? And then it it there's a little glitch on the TV and then I was like, ah, here it goes. Yep. Um and then they just they're just kinda like transport. It's just like yep. a wave coming over very wide division. The interesting thing is he was uh in what was it, San Francisco and then he clicks his fingers and all of a sudden he seems like he's in on a tropical vacation in Hawaii or something. Uh, no, I think like, they were already like on a tropical vacation. I think they stayed at the same location. Oh, um, did they? Okay, it felt different to me, but yeah, no, I think I think they were in the same room. Even it just now they're in a different universe where someone else is in that room with them. <laughs> um, just funny, but yeah, it was it was cool, and they switched that universe over, and we're like, ah, oh, nice. So we got uh, J.K. Simmons. Simmons, he does his Spider-Man speech, which it was a little different than the one that was in uh, Far yeah. From Home. But I'm sure so. he's been saying it every time he gets on the air for like three weeks straight. Yeah, for sure. It's just um, it it was a new scene, and it was another new scene showing Tom Holland Spider Man without his mask, and that was mm-hmm. that was interesting. So that kind of implies that they have taken that photo now, which was kind of cool. Like I'm like, okay, so Tom Holland does have an official like acting credit in a Sony only film, so we we got the crossover. It wasn't everything we expected, but it was just right. I think. Like I said, it's cool now. Their universe now officially exists. The Venom universe, the Sony universe, exists within the universes of the MCU. How do you refer to... What is... <laughs> it's it's a universe in the MCU, but it's not the MCU universe. Uh, I just call it Sony Marvel and Disney Marvel. That's the way I always seem to determine yeah. it. Like, just to separate it in my head. But they do... They exist together, but separate now, which is cool. That yes. In some ways, they're connected... And they might never connect again other than, like, this Spider-Man movie. I, think I that's don't very think likely. that's the case. I think we're finally, eventually, it's going to be like, I think Tom Holland's going to make his appearance in a couple of Sony movies, and we might get a Tom Hardy in a couple of MCU movies. I don't I think so. We'll you know, so. I don't, I don't know. It I seems think, like a waste to use Logistically-wise, for the move, like, for the marketing and for the money for Sony, and I mean, that makes sense. But I just feel like there's not going to be, I don't know. Part of me thinks, like, this next few movies of marvel is going to really go hard into like the multiverse thing like oh multiverse this multiverse that multiverse Mm -hmm. that multiverse and then they're going to like that's going to last like a phase and then it's just going to be over like they're going to beat the big multiverse thing villain whatever yeah maybe um but then there's also like they're probably in gonna do the x-men in this phase that's gonna like or at least references to some of the mutants in the multiverse of it all, it kind of would be a missed opportunity unless they have a better way of writing them in, which I'm all for that as well. But yeah, I, I think right true. now, the Eternals, the way that they wrote them in uh, feels weak. We haven't seen the movie yet, so I guess we'll see if we really feel like it's they, still yeah, weak. Right it would now, be like, weak if the X-Men were just like, yeah, we've been here the whole time. No one knows exactly. about us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't you bite me, X-Men? Exactly. Um, so I guess you're right. Yeah. It would just be multiverse hopping forever and then we'll be in all kinds of movies. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But I was very excited. The theater lost their minds. I mean, a lot of people that are big fans knew it was coming, but 
a lot of the very everyday moviegoers. There's like, oh man, no way, we get to see this crossover finally. Yeah, and there was a there was a lot of, and I don't want to imply anything, but this is the facts. There was a lot of girlfriends asking their boyfriends, "What does that even mean? What happened? Why did they go to?" And the boy, the boyfriend's like, "You know, that was a long car ride home." Is that he's going to be in the new Spider-Man movie? And He's I'm like, so you going to make me watch that one, too? Or he. I guess the guy can also be the one that doesn't know anything about superheroes. Yeah. Both of you, your boyfriend and girlfriend, the two of you walk out of the theater, you should watch the Marvel Stuff podcast. That way you're, you'll learn these that's, things ahead of time. That's for sure. You get to know what's going on. Um, good stuff. Um, I there's not a lot of news to cover, so I kind of think with this going on, news kind of is covered. I think that's all we got yeah. about here. Let's just jump right into what if, huh? Hey, we're going to have Ron join us now for uh, What If here. He wasn't able to join us earlier, but we're glad he gets to, to have his take because you missed Venom versus Carnage, well, that's whatever that is. Venom so Ron, 2, Let There Be Carnage. Yes, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So he wasn't able to, to review that with us, but he wanted to jump in and do What If. Ron, how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm pumped for all of the fun movie things this month. Mainly, I haven't seen Venom 2 because I'm catching up on James Bond films before the new one. Um, so, too many franchises out there. You do, you, so you do plan on seeing it, you just haven't yet. That's... Uh, yeah, I actually watched Venom 1 for the first time like a day or two ago. Oh, well, you want to yeah. review that real quick? 30 seconds? <laughs> 30 <laughs> nope. seconds? Uh, it was fun. I won't watch it again. God, that was hey, the shortest 30 seconds sense. of all time. I only watched it once, so that makes sense. It's true. I've only seen it once as well. Uh, I do like this one, but you know, where? listen to the other part. Um, so what if? Let's jump into it. There's a lot to go on, because now we have official multiverse crossing stuff happening, yes. which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that hasn't happened yet in the MCU, has it? We've talked about it, but no character has actually crossed Made any multiverses. I don't believe so. No, there's just different versions of the characters. Other than the Watcher, of course. He's he's there for everything. But. Okay. You're right. So the, we've, we've done a little bit of time stuff, but this is, even in What If or live action, we now know people can go to other multiverses. That's obviously going to happen, but... So a lot of exciting implications, but what about the episode itself? Um, let's talk about the setup. What do we think of the whole setup of how Ultron... Got to take over the world. I liked the idea that the episode starts with Black Widow and Hawkeye being like the last remaining Avengers, like the two human spies are the one trying to help, you know, win the world back over because Vision's going crazy. Ron, Not seeing it as much of a threat, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that idea as well. I think um, it's kind of more fun to see them as the last two instead of like, I don't know, like Hulk or Iron Man would have been kind of boring. Um, I was a little logistically confused in the end of like, are they the only two humans left on the earth? Um, just cause, uh, Ultron seemed to do a good job destroying all these civilizations across the galaxy and yet missed Black Widow and Hawkeye. Um, but regardless, the idea behind it, even if it's kind of weird, it makes no sense. I, I think it's, um, it's fun reversing some of the events of, um, end game is fun as well. Yeah, so the episode yeah. does what all the episodes have done. Show us a familiar point and then kind of mesh off it. It And like you said, the logistics never quite make sense. Right? He like blew up all the other planets, but he left Earth intact, but somehow wiped out everybody, which is like whatever, and he's got his army. Um, and I know there's the whole logistics of when Thanos came in, 
Yep, that's I not know. what this episode's about. This everyone was about upset him. about that, though. It's like Vision with one Infinity Stone versus Thanos with four, and then or was it five? It was five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't doesn't make sense. But that's not this episode. This episode isn't Ultron versus Thanos. No. It's what happens if Ultron takes over the world. So you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta skip steps. You gotta make leaps. So I was fine with it, even though I I understand that it doesn't make sense. But most of these episodes don't. So that's whatever. Um, yeah, they have a certain. They're they're kind of limited to their twenty whatever minutes, and they just kind of gotta. If they want to tell a story, they gotta make everything make sense very quickly, and then move on with what they actually want to tell. That's exactly. I think that's true. Uh, but it all so it all goes through quickly because between like the start of the episode, there's like a pretty long section of of Hawkeye and Black Widow, and um, the Watcher watching, and then kind of interfering but not quite he was on the fence there that was interesting he's about to interfere and he's like hey, the box is right there grab this one and then they kind of figured it out themselves Ron we've been joking all uh, all what ifs run that the watcher is going to interfere on the over under scale do you think this took longer than you expected or this is right about the time you thought he was going to step in um, this is about when I thought he'd step in because I think there's just what one episode left. So they're, they're teeing up him now, finally stepping in. Um, and he is doing it for the reasons I thought he would, which is, it seems he won't interfere in one timeline, but as soon as, you know, somebody affects the whole multiverse, then he'll step in. Um, so this is about when I expected that would happen. I thought maybe we get some more information slash backstory about him without me having to like go look things up on Wikipedia. Um, you know, well, but, the, uh, the thing about those guys is they're they're the same in every comic book version. It's just one, uh, almost always they have a big head. That's the funny thing. No matter what universe you're in, they have a big head, and they just they have to watch things, and they're not allowed to interfere. So, like, I just kind of took it at face value, or his, you know, where his origin wasn't all that important, and we just kind of moved on with it. Because again, I mean, unless they do an episode where they do like an origin for him, that'd be kind of yeah it's not important um it's just a weird character arc right if he's essentially our protagonist um it's just weird to have a protagonist who mainly just watches things and at least as an audience without knowing more you don't really know why they do that like is this for entertainment's sake or is this him protecting the multiverse it seems like it's for neither of those right um yeah so that's why it's strange um but in my mind, if I'm just lowering the bar for like how much some of these things make sense, then it's fun and it it's cool that at least it's not just nine episodes of just random things happening and then that's and that's it. Yeah, I will say that about this episode is it it made it feel like the other episodes were a little more worth it, which we we kind of knew they were going to tie in some, but until it happened, it was starting to become a drag. Um, but yeah, like we said, the the whole it's weird because there's very much two episodes I felt like happening. There's the episode of them trying to stop Ultron, even though that seemed like it's just way too late. And yeah, then there's oh, yeah. the episode of Ultron breaking through to the Watcher. Um, yeah, I, like I thought the... that was the more interesting episode of the two episodes happening. Mm-hmm. The idea like that like the... Zolok right. could override him and stuff is on face value is dumb. Or what Zemo? Um, so I I didn't care for all that stuff, but the whole breaking through and. Now he's, like, fighting the Watcher is fun. Yes, definitely. Um, I like the way they wrote it where he said he finally won. He took over all the worlds in this entire universe. And then 
he made and then he almost wrote himself into the story by accident where like he felt it felt like he was reading a script and he's like oh and he felt the sense of one and he realized that he was the one that ultron was sensing so yeah. i thought that was pretty uh playful and fun to do it that it's, way. yeah it's always funny that he's like he's telling them what they're hearing as they hear it and then they hear it yep so. and he's like oh this is me <laughs> But um, I, I do want to take a second because most of the time I skip over this and I say things don't make sense because they can't make sense. But I'm, I'm going to break it down a little bit because now we have the multiverse and it's about to happen in live action very soon. Yeah, it is. Um, as it possibly already happened. Um, you know, we don't want to spoil anything for Ron or anything. But what we do know... <laughs> Get bodied, Ron. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. Watch the movie. Um... <laughs> But we do know that the multiverse is coming to live action. It's, yes. you know, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, it's going to happen. So do the rules of the what-if multiverse Follow the apply to action. the live action? Because it says well, it's all canon. I got another problem with it. It's like we also had to tell two stories of how the timeline broke. It's like, hey, either watch Loki or watch the new Spider-Man movie. It's like, no, no, no. But that's, no, no, if you're no, not no. on the Marvel stuff Facebook group, there's memes about this that solve yes. the whole issue. It's yeah. everybody's fault, and it's hilarious. Yep, that's, that's, that's it's just hilarious. All kinds of memes about whose fault is it, and it's, uh, it, you know, Everyone. everybody's fault. It's great. Mm -hmm. We love it. I don't really know what's going on, but maybe that's the point. You think that's the point? You think their whole point is to be like, you know what? We're going to have three, four different origins to the multiverse <laughs> and why it's branching, I and think you guys can bite me. They're going the same route as time travel. They're like, this has been done before, but we're just like, we make our own rules, and this is the rule in our universe. Don't be looking to well, that's what I'm saying. back the, to the future. That isn't the rule. There's Loki. Yes. There's the live-action like movie, whatever's going to happen in Spider-Man. And yep. then there's what just happened in What If. And they're all not connected at all. No. So yep. I don't know. Uh, well, we, we don't know that... Well, anyway, I think... Um, once again, I read somewhere that they finally met, I think, this summer to talk about what are the rules of time travel for the MCU. So my guess is that Marvel's going to do what they've always done, which is they do things that don't entirely make sense, and then they kind of retcon to explain it, like, in the future, right? So, like, oh, Infinity Gauntlet in Asgard. Wait, what? And then, like, yeah, later on, like, like, years ah, later, you get an explanation. Right. Um, right? Or, like, oh, like, Red Skull. Like, where did he go? Did he die, or did he go somewhere? Oh, years later, we get an explanation. So I feel like they will do their best down the road now that they've met to like hammer some of these things out and have them make sense. The question is, will it actually make sense? Or will they just try to have it make sense? Um, I think we'll get something at, at some point. Um, if but I'm not, I'm not confident, especially considering that there was four writers from Endgame, And if you asked two of them, if Captain America went back in time to his own timeline or to a different universe, you would get different answers than the other two. So um, the reality is they've never been on the same page about this. Um, and I think they're getting there and I think it'll make some more sense than it is now, but it won't, it won't make the sense the way it probably should have. Uh, let me pose are... this question to the group then. If Loki had never messed with the timekeepers, would the timekeepers have stopped Ultron from breaking the multiverse? Or was he going to do that anyway? Or did he already do that? What are we, why are we going into that? <laughs> it's just too much. There's too That's much true. Going it it on, is hurting man. my brain. Let's. You're right. Let's rewind. We'll just 
all that speculation and stuff, we can spend a whole episode one of these times on a slow week. where we Maybe just... we will on an off week. We'll just like, that would be fun. Let's do that, guys. As soon as yep. there's not in between what episode. I'll bring a big poster board. We need to do, I think we need to do research for that. <laughs> yes. That would be super fun. Rewatch some of these things. Dress up I, like I think they're playing with fire right now. Um, they're, they're very dangerously getting close to what a lot of people consider the downfall of the X-Men movies, trying to like, jump timelines and have oh, I'm gonna retcon this character and make him kind of fit a new movie a little bit better it marvel has better writers i don't think anyone doubts that but i think they're starting to get to the point where it's like it's it's almost gonna go over the audience's head soon i think we're coming to a climax here i think me and cody have talked about it before where endgame is essentially the premiere of the mcu i don't think we're gonna tank back down but i don't think we're ever gonna reach those heights again and it's just gonna keep moving forward like that to where things are gonna get more convoluted and more complicated and now we got a younger captain america or we got the x-men coming right. into the universe i i want to see it happen but it's gonna get complicated and they're it's dangerous dangerous waters yeah I, i'll say this they've said that what if is canon now but part of me thinks that that could also oh, be a marketing they're, decision. They're getting that just later on. The nice just be part like, of ah, maybe what if it's not canon. It could easily be thrown away. You could say yeah. it's canon until it's not. Same yeah. thing they did Unless with like, the Shield show. one of these characters shows up somewhere else, um, it could easily not be canon. So I'm not stressing yeah. about it too much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a good point. What if could very easily be thrown out. As long as they don't start messing up the live action, I'll be okay with it. Um, but let's, yeah, let's get back to this episode because there's another question I had about it. And that's Ultron. Like, we've had the complaint, I think it's a common complaint amongst the MCU fans, that the age of Ultron was very short and very unfulfilling. <laughs> One movie, in fact. This is uh, probably the only second chance we're ever going to get at Ultron. Does this help? Do we feel better about Ultron now? It, it doesn't help, but it's kind of funny. It's like a wink to the audience that this is actually an age of Ultron. It's more like them just making fun of themselves, which I guess I can, I can appreciate. But it does not change watching that movie for me, no. Nope. Yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> I agree. It, because it's only like a probably a two-arc episode of like 25-minute episodes that, you know, if there's not enough to flesh out what could be a cool idea for how to make Age of Ultron work, but ultimately, I think that is, uh, it is what it is. Other things that kind of look cool in this episode, obviously we know everything happens. And now there's going to be a tie together um, because of the, the cool revelation, right? Witcher kind of... Watcher, not The Witcher. Witcher, you guys should watch on Netflix. Great show. Uh, oh, looks like we just lost Josh Kennedy from Facebook. He'll be back. Um, but, Ryan, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot this question to you to start then. Um, first off, the fight, the Watcher's powers versus Ultron. Was it cool? Was it just filler action for non nonsense sake? Uh, no, it was cool. Um, I think I realized in this episode that for me, what makes a what if episode involves a few things. One, are they doing something different? So I actually, I wasn't with you guys for this, but I actually loved the party Thor episode just cause it was like something they would never just do normally. Right. I think my other part of do I enjoy this episode is what does it look like visually? Um, and I think in animation, you can at least do things visually that are harder to do in live action. You can still do them, especially with Marvel's budget. But um, the reality is, um, theoretically, you could, you could do a lot on a smaller budget with animation. And so it looks cool, um, and it was something that we haven't seen yet, and so I thought it was awesome. 
Like those are my those are my only two things I'm looking for. Is it something different, and does it look cool? Um, some of this stuff hasn't done either of those, unfortunately. But no, I thought it was sweet. I'm just invested enough in the watcher to care about that um, and his whole fight. And um, yeah, I thought it, it visually like him breaking through all of the universes. It, it reminded me a lot of the stuff that I love about Doctor Strange. Um, and so I was, I was, I'm here for it. Hello, Josh, I've I, returned. I asked Ryan if he thought the episode looked cool. Was the fight fun to watch? Uh, the fight between Ultron and the Watcher? Yeah. It was, uh, it was okay. I think it was kind of neat to see the Watcher's powers and such, which is interesting. But I think that just Ultron wiped the floor of them and having the Infinity Stones. That's one thing I think I had a semi-problem with is we've experienced because of the TVA that some stones don't have powers in other universes. So why do those stones have powers across these other ones? Maybe that's just a nitpicky thing, but yeah, it was, it's for sure something I thought about when I watched it. And I was like, this doesn't quite make sense, but maybe the TVA exists outside of the multiverse itself. So maybe it is in its own universe. Maybe it's, I don't know, but yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool. I liked like every punch when it would change the background. That was uh, really cool. That was my favorite part. that. And it, the episode did the thing where we got to see all the different locations. Oh, hey, I know that place. Of course you know it. You've watched the MCU. We're not that impressed. Yeah, I wonder uh, if anyone has really just watched What If without experiencing much of the MCU <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, trying to make sense of anything. They're like, all right, there's a cartoon on Disney+. Plus. We're going to watch this and nothing else. Yeah, you know you there's some kid out there. Awful? Yeah, there's this a kid out there is- for sure. Where that's been their experience. They're like, oh, it's a cartoon. Like, oh, I'll watch it. Like some like six-year-old with a parents didn't let him watch anything else. I guarantee you that's happened to somebody somewhere. So confused. Just the worst show ever. Hey, my, Can we watch my dad watched Infinity War without having seen Civil War or Age of Ultron. Um, that, that's how I, I He did that. not understand any of it. Didn't didn't get any of it. Unrelated to Marvel, but I watched uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2 before I watched any of the other movies. <laughs> so I'm like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Can't be about that life. Can't be about- I have my, uh, my pastor texts me all the time. Every time he watches a Marvel movie, it makes me explain what's going on so he can be ready for the next one. That's funny. He's like, I'm trying to catch up. I'm like, all right, perfect. <laughs> so, all fun for him, trying to get him to watch this, this podcast, but he's got to catch up. Um, the last thing we got to talk about then is, of course, the, the kind of the ending reveal. The Watcher uh, does what we thought was pretty obvious, right? He goes to the evil Doctor Strange. We had seen the mid-season premiere trailer, so we knew this uh, team-up thing was going to happen. Was it executed well? Did it did it seem cool in the moment? Or was it kind of like, yeah, uh, let's just get We got a fun appearance of this guy here. That This is what you call free shipping on Amazon because <laughs> oh, it's... Helped me cross the $25 mark to get the free shipping. Oh, there you but, go. But uh, he he's a super fun character. So getting to see, like, the potential team up between all these heroes amongst the episodes. And uh, obviously him, like, being enclosed in his little uh, bubble. And now that's where the Watcher is. I, I, I liked I liked how they did that. They connected the two episodes, which obviously they were going to do. But I enjoyed it. No, I didn't pay close enough attention to the, uh, to the mid-season trailer to know everybody that's on this team. Are we getting, like, everybody who's been, like, every main character of each episode? Is that who it is? I it, I think so. Um, I don't know what they're doing as far as the zombie episode goes. Because if I remember right, we have an episode, we have a version of Black Panther there. And we also have Star-Lord T'Challa. So I don't know how they're going to do right. that exactly. 
That'd be it's super fun to have two different Chitalis Two different now. ones, both voiced by Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I mean, maybe they did it. I guess we're going to see. Uh, I did not watch the trailer, so this was a fun surprise. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I watched it for my uh, solo episode a couple weeks ago. If you guys haven't checked it out, you know, go yeah. for it. It was a fun time. Um, yeah, so I thought it was... I thought it was fun, like, not knowing that that was coming. It makes sense that it, it happened. Um, and it's probably, like, the, the what are we calling him? Evil Doctor Strange, I think. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I think the most interesting character that we've had this season. And so the more of him I think and we get. Party Thor. I just can't stand that episode. <laughs> I think it's Strange Supreme is what people are calling him. Doctor yes, Strange Supreme. Correct. But he's, he's, he's dope. I enjoy him a lot. Yeah, overall, though, I'm excited for the team-up. I'd be, yeah, you know, I think we already know Party Thor is going to be part of it, so I'm excited for that. Um, you know, Captain Carter. Captain Britain. Captain Britain, Britain, Captain America. Captain Carter, eh, whatever He's, you want to call her. She'll be in it. That'll be fun. Yep. Um, it does make me beg the question, though, like, if he do, if, if he shows up to, like, the, uh, the zombie universe to steal, like, Spider-Man, it's like, are you going to come back and, like, help me fix this problem? Or? <laughs> You no, know, yeah. like we're just going to recruit we you to solve go. this, and then we're going to send you back to a dying wasteland, uh, which to me would be really funny. I would yeah, I mean, that. I guess we're going to see. I think they might do the same like thing that they did. Like we found the one episode with uh, T'Challa, Star Lord. They're like, "Hey, we kidnapped your child," and then the dad's like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." He wanted to adventure. It's like <laughs> he's been yeah, looking right. for him for years, and that's what we're going with. Yeah, it's cool. Cool, it's all good. Uh, I look forward to this next episode. I guess uh, I think it'll be it'll make the season worth watching to me. Otherwise, yes. I probably would hate it. Yep, I think uh, I think that's all we got on the what if episode. And I know Ron's got to run here soon. Uh, what do we got? Any uh, final thoughts here? I'll have more after the season finishes, probably. Fair enough. Sounds like Ron just signed on on live video that we're going to be uh, getting him back on an episode, so he can't back out now. All right, sweet, Ron. Thanks for jumping in, man. Hope Thanks, you enjoyed guys. It. It. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Make sure to Indeed. watch the movies, catch up. It'll be great. We'll do. E- Eternals won't be out by then, will it? No, not that day. Eternals no, is not good. coming out until something up. I don't know. We'll make sense of it somehow. No, you're right. You're right. I got this. Hold on. All right, sweet man. Well, that was uh, that was fun. It was good hanging out with Ron. Anything else you need to plug? Say before we uh, jump out of here. I don't think so. Definitely uh, looking forward to Eternals and uh, get that sweet Spider-Man action here soon. Other than that, oh, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy video game is coming out at the end of this month. So have fun yes. with that. I should play it. And again, guys, always like, subscribe, put those reviews on there. Even if you don't like it, put it at five stars and tell us something mean. Everyone loves doing that. Because yep, they're always the funny for people yep, to read. No doubt. Um, but yeah, join our Facebook group. It's all kinds of fun. And uh, until next time, though, just uh, try not to have too much fun without us.